Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by Lake Area Media, LLC. And now your hosts, David Boston and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 98, two away from 100 if you can't count at home. I am David Boston. He is Patrick Fry. We are broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studios. As you see, we are pimping out the Van Halen version of the Collar and Elbow shirt. Right now, it's temporarily out of stock, Patrick. But oh, well, it's, I'm sure it's a very hot item if it's honoring the late, great Eddie Van Halen. That's right. You can pick up this shirt whenever it gets back in stock. Check out their clearance area and a whole bunch more. Make sure you use our code at checkout to get 10% off your entire order at collarandelbowbrand.com. The average marks like on the crawl below. Big news, Patrick, before you get into the rundown. Next week, we got a new sponsor jumping in on the show with us. So we're going to reveal that then and have a little taste test. Ooh, we've done those before. uh, They've been hit and miss, but I've enjoyed some. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the the new item is we're going to taste test next week. So let's get it. Yeah, big sponsor announcement next week. Also, Streamlabs. If you're looking to help the boys out, you can donate a little bit on Streamlabs, streamlabs.com forward slash the average marks two. That's the website you go to, and you'll have a little running zombie somewhere on the screen whenever you do that. <laughs> Patrick. Yeah, we, we want to see that little zombie uh, pop up as often as possible. Um, a little known fact, though, about Eddie Van Halen, his son Wolfgang. Me and him were born on the exact same day. Really? Yep. I learned that years ago when, because I'm sure most, if not all people, have done this at least once. You go to Wikipedia and you click your birthday and it shows all the famous people who you share a birthday with. And Wolfgang Van Halen was not only born on the same day, but the same year. So we were born on the exact same day. Oh, right on. And speaking of birthdays, birthday shout out to former WCW wrestler Glacier Mm -hmm. and current NXT star, Scarlet Bordeaux. Yeah, she just hit show. the uh, the Dirty 30, which uh, is something I hit two <laughs> months ago. So I guess it's interesting to know that I'm just two months older than Scarlet Bordeaux. But yeah, on today's episode, The Average Marks, episode number 89 for Thursday, May the 13th, we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite last night. Still waiting on the ratings to come back as well. Usually they've been out by this time on Thursday, but... Uh, it's nearing 6 o'clock Central Time here on the Thursday evening. We still don't have those yet. Also, the Double or Nothing card is beginning to take some shape. We'll talk about what they have installed thus far for Double or Nothing. Also, AEW getting back on the road in July. They announced that officially earlier this week. We'll talk about that. This Sunday is WWE WrestleMania Backlash. And if you've been following us since our inception, you know that we like to fill out the PW scorecards. But unfortunately, they're not available yet. They will not be available until Saturday. If I can remember, I may fill one out myself. We could post it online, see how we do, and uh, fare against some other folks in the uh, the wrestling community. NXT, very low viewership. Those ratings did come out yesterday. We'll talk about that. And also a possible return to WWE of a superstar who was let go earlier this year. And also uh, Bailey called out the Bella Twins. We'll talk about that and... Could the Bella Twins maybe be coming out of retirement? And we put a poll up on our Facebook page. Where will Moose sign? Moose right now, I think, is he a free agent or his contract's coming to an end, David? In June. In June. So it's not a forget foregone conclusion he's going to stick with Impact yet? No, no. I think he's going to test the waters, man. Who wouldn't? You're right about that. And then, of course, Rumor Mill, we're going to talk about what was supposed to originally happen in the POC Orange Cassidy match, and we may even talk about that in our AEW Dynamite recap as well. Uh, the current status of Keith Lee. We still have not seen Keith Lee in some some time. Another possible SummerSlam location. At this point, I think they've shuffled through a handful of them, but we'll talk about the latest possible SummerSlam location. And also, why was Sheamus booked to win the Umberto Correa match? That's all in Rumor Mill, and all of that is coming up on The Average Marks, episode number 98. That's right. Find us on your favorite social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Just search The Average Marks. 
All right, well, let's dive into the first topic, which was AEW Dynamite last night. A big show, three title matches, a number one contendership, uh, a lot of big things, including a big title change that happened last night as well. But I got the list of uh, things that went down last night. Of course, it started off with Yuji Nagata taking on John Moxley, the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. The first time I believe it's ever been defended on AEW Dynamite, and the first time for sure Yuji Nagata has shown up. And only the, I don't know, the second time a, a New Japan wrestler has showed up. I know Kenta showed up a while back, and now we got Yuji Nagata. So we all, we've been talking about this Forbidden Door uh, with AEW and Impact. Could the Forbidden Door start to you know, get kicked down with New Japan. I would really love that. I know Brinkman and Cruz would love that as well. I'm sure you'd love it. I think a lot of people would be really interested in a partnership with New Japan, and it seems like there's something there at this point. But back to the match, it was... The cool thing was it was gone by New Japan rules. So for any of you who are not familiar with the, the rules of New Japan, it's a little bit different than here in in the States, Outside count, normally it's 10 here. It's 20 there. Um, that's And that's kind of honestly the main difference. But also the, the referees in New Japan, they're very more uh, lenient about you know the things that they allow the wrestlers to do sometimes. And the, the style of New Japan matches, they're very stiff. It's almost like a shoot fight, I think is the term we've dubbed it as before. Very good match between Nagata and Moxley. You got to remember, Nagata's fifty-three years old. You know he's no young buck anymore. Um, Moxley's obviously in the prime of his career, but for fifty-three, Eugene Nagata can can still, you know, certainly those uh, those kicks to the chest uh, will do a number on you, and those elbows uh, to the face will do a number on you too. Um, overall, though, he looked really good. The match uh, ended kind of. I wouldn't say abruptly, but I was expecting it to go a little longer, and then Moxley hits the paradigm shift on Nagata and wins it. And I wouldn't say convincing fashion, but I feel like Nagata was there was never a moment where I was like, "Oh my God, Nagata's about to win." So they didn't really, I guess, tease Nagata winning the match at all. It seemed like Moxley was never there was never a doubt that Moxley was going to retain. So that was a pretty good match. Uh, you got to see some of that match. What did you think of it? Yeah, I'm with you too. He looked really good for 53. And what's even more impressive is you talk about the style over in Japan with strong style. I mean, not too many people over there are concerned about preserving their body in wrestling. So it's amazing how limber he still is at 53 with putting his body through all that pain and, and um, abuse that he takes over there in Japan. But I tell you what, what they should have did, and this would have marked out all the new Japan marks, they should have put red shoes on the plane with him and had him get <laughs> the match. Well, I guess since it was taking place in an AEW ring, uh, you got to have an AEW referee, I suppose. But um, Rin Narita was also in the corner of Yuji Nagata as well. So a lot of New Japan folks very familiar with Rin Narita. And New Japan's Rocky Romero was also in the, the stands as well. They did show Rocky Romero. He's a wrestler slash broadcaster for New Japan as well. But... Overall, good match. Uh, I expected Moxley would would retain. Uh, I'll be curious to see, you know, because it is the U.S. title, so you might as well have that one defended in the U.S. I suppose against New Japan wrestlers, and if you had that platform of AEW Dynamite, that obviously a lot of eyes have have been on as of late. You know, take advantage of it if you're New Japan. As we move on now to. Let's see what was next on AEW Dynamite last night. Uh, let's see here. It was uh, SCU taking on the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships. If SCU loses, they have to split up. This was a very good match. And the Young Bucks are known as the guys, you know, very high-paced uh, or fast-paced match, high-flying flips, all this other stuff. But they really had to slow it down a little bit last night. I think SCU slowed the pace down just a little bit. And um, it was a very good match. It might have been, in my opinion, the match of the night last night. Um, but ultimately, the Bucks win. And, you know, we're wondering now what's next for SCU. It was uh, Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. I think we talked about this today. Maybe Christopher Daniels is getting ready to retire because he's obviously been around a very long time. 
maybe getting ready to do a backstage role. Kazarian can go and have some kind of solo run, maybe a championship run here. Who knows? But one of the things during the match, I don't know if you saw this, but it there was a point where Matt Jackson was getting ready to super kick. I think it was Kazarian, or it might have been Daniels. I don't remember. Daniels got busted open too. Daniels uh, showed a lot of color, but he basically mimicked Shawn Michaels when he was getting ready to super kick or give the sweet chin music to Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24. He said, I'm sorry, I love you. And, of course, Matt does it in a very condescending way, super kicks him. Uh, that was an interesting part of the match I found. Uh, they obviously took a shot at, at Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, but the Bucks win that match, and now they're going to be defending those titles again next week against the Varsity Blonde. So they are... They look like they're going to be defending champions or um, fighting champions. That's the term I was looking for as they defend the titles next week. Did you get to see any of that match? I thought that was the, the best match of the night. That was re- really entertaining for me. Yeah, no, it was really good. And I like the fact that, you know, what's in store for SEU, it leaves that stuff right there. And we were talking in the car earlier. Maybe he hooks back up with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and they're the new version of SCU. I mean, that would be a pretty good trio right there. Yeah, and I'm curious to see if that's the route they want to go because obviously SEU's been around. Those three guys have been around just those three uh, for for the longest time, at, you know. And I don't know if they want to necessarily leave it at that. Those three guys being SEU and just SEU being no more, or if they want to go ahead and revive like a, like an SCU 2.0 and have Ethan Page basically replace. Christopher Daniels. That will be interesting. But as of now, we know for sure that Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, they're running together as a tag team. And I think Kazarian, they they may let him do a little singles program at some point with someone who knows who, but uh, SCU did lose, and apparently they're no longer a tag team. So we'll see what happens with them. Uh, Christopher Daniels can obviously still go to an extent, so who knows? We're going to... You have to wait and find out. But other things that happened last night, I keep refreshing to see if we're going to get the, the ratings from Wednesday night. So if I uh, just kind of bust out with them at some point, that's uh, that's the reason why is we're still waiting on see what the numbers were because, in my opinion, last night, it may have been a better show than a week ago. And a week ago, got just over a million. It was blood and guts. But I think last night was just a little bit better. That's just my personal opinion. Yes, uh, as we can... Go two ahead. Paper, two pay-per-view caliber shows back-to-back. Yeah, you, you're right. You are right about that. They, and Dynamite, in my opinion, has just been getting better and better every week the last month or two. Um, they really are starting to catch stride, in my opinion. I mean, I've, I've found most, if not all, Dynamites to be very entertaining. And, you know, when they get those crowds back, I think that's going to just liven up the show that much more. So I think they're trying to build this momentum. That you know they got Wednesday nights alone. Their numbers are getting better. I think it's it's motivating them a little bit more, as if they weren't motivated enough already. But motivating them a little bit more, and I think they're starting to really they're going to start picking up the the pace, I guess, and start pick. You know, the energy is going to 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 increase, and it's just going to be awesome. July the seventh when they get back on the road, and that was one of the topics we were going to talk about. Might as well talk about it now, but AEW is getting back on the road July the 7th. I think their first date is Miami. Then they're going pretty much to Austin and then Texas, and they have a New Orleans show next January that they reschedule from a prior date, also a St. Louis date at some point, I think maybe in December as well. So still a lot of gaps to fill, but AEW is getting back on the road. They're going to have Full capacity at double or nothing. I'm pretty sure they're going to have full capacity at these shows. Well, maybe not. I don't know. They haven't really stated whether or not they're going to have full capacity at these shows on the road. They said they're they're going to follow the CDC or the, the state guidelines or whatever it is. And obviously, Texas is kind of like, yeah, do whatever you want. So I'm assuming it's going to be full capacity. And then the CDC came out today that fully vaccinated people don't even have to mask up. So... You know, I don't know how many vaccinated people are they're going to have at these events, but uh, certainly it seems like the the rules one way or another are uh, getting less and less strict. So I'm hoping that there's going to be a full crowd on the, at these road shows because the more fans in there, the better, because the fans are really what just pumps that energy into these dynamites. But um, 
so yeah, AEW back on the road. We don't have to talk about that now after um, we've already mentioned it. So, and had of a course, everybody ready and everything. What's that? I said I had a graphic ready and everything. Dang well, it. Hey, if you want, well, if you want to go ahead and throw that graphic back up. Now you could have threw it back up while I was uh, talking about it, but it wasn't anything special. But so back to Dynamite from last night. There was a promo. Cody Rhodes came out and he cut a promo, and obviously, it was a week or two ago. He got he fought QT Marshall and and did he I'm pretty sure you I think he won that match but Anthony Agogo comes out and does the you know the punch to the, to the gut and knocks Cody down covers him with the you know the British flag and Cody Rhodes comes out last night and cuts this quite the lengthy promo and I don't remember exactly what he said but it basically turned it into an America versus United Kingdom kind of thing, talking about how great America is and how he's proud to be an American, this and that. And he's basically, for one night only, going to dub himself the American Dream Cody Rhodes, obviously, like his father, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Cody has always gone by the American Nightmare, but on Sunday, May the 30th, he's going to go by the American Dream. Um, And it was really... I thought it was a good promo. I had no problem with it, but apparently a lot of fans online were kind of like, like, what the hell was that? You know, like, why, why, you know, there was, there was even a whole thing on Reddit about the, the promo and as God didn't like it. And some people didn't like it. Some people did. Um, but if you didn't see it, go check it out. I think it's worth the watch. And I'll be curious to see, uh, read, fully read reactions from folks from this, from this promo. Did you see the promo at all? Uh, I fast forwarded through it, to be honest with you. I do like Cody, but at the same time, I'm tired of Cody and Cody doing Cody. And I think that's kind of like what all these other people are saying on the internet. They're just tired of Cody injecting himself into all these, you know, high caliber matches. And I, I put quotes around that just because he's in it and he takes all this time up whether it be in a pay-per-view or on dynamite with his matches that mean absolutely nothing because he can't go for a world title. He doesn't have a belt. He's held why a is, TNT title twice already. Why is every match that Cody has built up to be something special when there's nothing on the line? Well, this one, this one's going to be interesting because I'm still curious to see. I think the jury is still out on Anthony Agogo and what he can do in the ring. And I did read apparently he's on borrowed time because apparently he has some kind of eye injury or he's blind, I think, in one eye. Left so one. that right there, and I was really hyped about this guy when they formed the factory and I was reading about him and how he was an Olympic medalist in boxing. And he looks the part and I was like, man, this guy's going to seem like he's legit. And now I was kind of like, wow, like maybe he might not be around for long. So and people would complain about Cody because he'll because it's like a pattern. They were talking about this pattern. He gets beat up, takes time off, then comes back and goes over whoever beat him up, and it's like rinse and repeat. And you know he was out, came back, fought QT, buried QT. Well, I don't know if he buried him, but he went over on QT, and now he's going to come back. And I would like to see Anthony go 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 over. Cody because it seems like they really want to do something with this guy if they're you know going to put him against Cody at double or nothing when the original rivalry was supposed to be Cody and QT and now it's Anthony Agogo's going to get that one-on-one match at a big time pay-per-view event so I'm curious to see what you know if, if they're going to put a rocket ship on Anthony Agogo and you know make something out of him but you know with the pattern that Cody Rhodes has has had in AEW, you can't help but to think, well, Cody's just going to go over him again. Yeah, you know, if I was a betting man, I would put money on them not putting a go-go over because Cody's getting almost a Triple H status here. I mean, the way he books stuff, it's all about Cody. It's never about anybody else. Yeah, I kind of agree about that. But go watch the promo if you had not watched it. It's really an interesting promo. A A lot of... Uh, there was a lot of emotion into it as well. It was a very interesting promo, so go check that out. Let's see what else happened last night. I got the, I got like the the, the results here. Oh, so Pac and OC uh, Orange Cassidy one on one to see who was going to fight Kenny Omega at Double or Nothing. And long story short, apparently 
and this is part of the rumor mill, so we can probably knock this out here too, but or the the match was ended in a double it was like a double count out or what it was a draw I guess in, yeah. in a sense it wasn't like a out outside of the ring count out but they were both down for a count of 10 and I guess you could just draw it draw it up as a draw so what happened was they were obviously wrestling and it, it apparently Orange Cassidy legitimately got hurt during the match I actually just read this on Reddit right before we went on and you told and I heard on the your wrestling News rumor daily video that you've been putting out. By the way, go check those out. Uh, every day, David's putting those out and doing a good job with those. And one of the rumors today was about what happened with the match last night because it ended the way it did. Omega comes out and Cassidy's already down. And apparently he was trying to work through the match hurt and they realized it, so they called an audible. And I really got to give him props for calling this audible because it was a really, I thought it was a good audible. I wasn't expecting it, but Omega comes out and, well, Callus came out first and he's on the mic talking to Pac this and that, so Pac's got his mind on Callus and from behind, while the referee's not looking, mind you, uh, hits Kenny, I mean, hits Pac with the belt, Pac gets knocked out, referee turns around, didn't see a thing, Orange is still out, counts to 10, it's a, you know... It's a draw, pretty much, and then it was confirmed that Omega now is going to fight Orange Cassidy and Pac in the main event of Double or Nothing. So we got a triple threat match. I believe the first triple threat match maybe ever in AEW with Orange Cassidy, Pac, and Kenny Omega. Now, I was fully expecting Pac to win this match, but looking back at it now, it does not surprise me, and... The original finish of the match was supposed to be a 20... They were going to fight to a 20-minute draw. There was going to be no winner. And it makes sense because last week, when they were announcing who Kenny Omega was going to face at Double or Nothing, they announced it's going to be Orange versus Pac. And at that point, everyone's like, oh, well, it's got to be Pac. Like, even Kenny was getting ready to, you know, count out Orange Cassidy. And Orange comes out... Doesn't say anything, but Omega just sits there and, you know, kind of buries him verbally, saying you're not going to win. And they basically are teasing the fact that we may get this match. And now I think we're going to we're, we're be in for one hell of a match at Double or Nothing. Pac, Orange Cassidy, Kenny Omega, AEW World Championship. I'm very much looking forward to that match. Yeah, I don't get why Orange Cassidy is involved. I get Pac. Do you think that they're going to throw us a swerve and actually put the belt on Orange Cassidy? I don't see it happening. Um, Why else would he be in the picture? This is what I think. This is my early prediction, and I reserve the right to change my prediction, but I think he's partially going to be put there because obviously he's very over with the fans. It's going to be a full house. And also, Omega will get the pin on Cassidy without Pac having to... Because I, I think they want to really build up Pac and put him in this scenario, but it's going to make him look a little stronger knowing that he wasn't the one that got pinned and Omega's going to retain the championship. So I think Orange is going to be there. One, because he's very over with the fans. I think the fans are going to be really into that match. I think it's going to be... And I think Orange can go out there with those two guys and put on a main event caliber match. The fans are going to be into it because it's Orange Cassidy, and it's also someone for Omega to get the pinfall on so that way they can protect Pac and build him up down the road. And I think he's going to get the AEW belt at some point. It just won't be in two weeks. All right, you just convinced me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now I know why he's in there. There you go. Um, so the last uh, match of the night, main event, and I don't even know, I can't remember if I, I missed anything of importance from last night. But oh, they had the uh, the uh, the pinnacle, the coronation of the pinnacle. And long story short, MJF's in there, and you know they're doing their thing. Well, here comes Sammy Guevara with uh, Hager and one of the the pride, pride Ortiz. powerful Ortiz, and they come out. And I saw they were carrying like they were in this gator, and they're carrying this trailer. And on the side, it has a little bit of the bubbly, and you could tell there's like a hose attached to the top of the gator. And I'm thinking already we're going to have a Stone Cold Beer Bash Part 2 or Part 3 if you want to include the, the Milko Mania from 
Kurt Angle. But so sure enough, in Jericho, they were saying how he was, I guess, at home. He was hurt from the match, or he had a separated shoulder. That's what they said. And Jericho kind of pops up, surprised. He's in the the back with all the bubbly, and they basically spray down the the pinnacle inside the ring. They were far away from the ring. It seemed like at first that the thing they were shooting, it didn't have enough pressure to almost reach them in the ring. But I think after a few seconds, it, it got going, and uh, they basically soaked the pinnacle inside the ring, and it was basically mimicking you know the Stone Cold Beer Bash from from 1999. The, the Monday night before WrestleMania 15, uh, obviously one of the most famous moments in the history of Monday Night Raw. But did you get a chance to see that that segment, or did you fast forward through that? No, no, no. I did watch that, and I started thinking of you right when I saw him coming in, and I was like, what is that? Is that like a little spray nozzle right there? Mm-hmm. And I was like, please don't tell me they're about to steal the Stone Cold gimmick. And I was like, I wonder what Patrick was thinking about this when he saw it. And Because to me, it was corny as hell. And then I was like, gimmick infringement 101, because it was such an iconic moment when Stone Cold did it. Mm-hmm. What did, uh, did you think it was corny? Did you find some exception to it? Because you're a huge I, no, Stone Cold fan. No, I actually, I, I was, like I said, I saw him coming out and immediately I knew what was going to happen. And I had no problem with it. The only thing I had a problem with is that like I said, the the pressure in the, the hose at first wasn't even quite reaching them. Like it was reaching them, but not enough for them to like start falling and slipping and, and like everything. And were. eventually it picked up and I was like, ooh, that doesn't look good at first. But then like as it progressed, I feel like the pressure maybe built up or Sammy was able to control it and aim it a little bit better. But I wish they would have got a little closer and made it seem a little more legit. But that was the only issue I had with it is the, the execution uh, of it was was slightly off but other than that I'm I'm fine with that I was fine with the idea and uh it's champagne it, it it which it's not beer it's not milk so they and they got you know Jericho's bub the bubbly the champagne I was I I enjoyed it I was uh I was okay with it no I, I don't know no don't hard even, feelings here I don't even know if it was champagne it looked like water I mean, it might have been water, but it, in kayfabe, it was champagne. Like I, I did. I wonder if Stone Cold really. Well, I, I guess uh, the the milk might have been real. I'm assuming. I guess the beer was real too. But uh, whether or not we know if the champagne was real, you know, uh, we'll <laughs> wait to be seen. I guess. But then in the main event, it was Miro versus Darby Allen TNT Championship, and before the match even started, Miro just beat the the crap out of Darby Allen. I mean. Basically laid him out, left him for dead, and the match starts. And, you know, Darby obviously has some comebacks here and there, but ultimately Miro uh, gets, uh, I guess it's still called the accolade, but uh, he basically, you know, had his arms around his face, and uh, and it was Miro was on his back. So it wasn't one of those ones where, like, Darby's laying on his stomach and then he has to pick him up and then puts him in the, the accolade. But he kind of put him like that, and then Miro falls back and basically – Darby Allen's got nowhere to go. I think I'm assuming he passed out. I don't think he tapped out, but the referee was, you know, right there on it. He called it the bell rung, and now we have a new TNT champion. I think a lot of people were either expecting that to happen or hoping that would happen. Darby's had a great run as the TNT champion, but if if Darby would have won over Miro last night, I would have been like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like this, yeah. it's, it, this is the perfect opportunity. To put that belt on Miro, strap a rocket on him, and let him have a, a good run with that belt. Yeah, the thing that I didn't get, and, and you put it in perspective right at the front, Miro was beating the ever living crap the whole match, and even before it, out of Darby Allen. Right? Mm-hmm. How in the world, at the end of the match, after you've been beaten down so long, are you going to hit a Canadian destroyer? On freaking Miro. Uh, hey, that's the... <laughs> I was like, bruh. Yeah, that which, was... Which was amazing because Miro is so big and so thick. Yeah. To have the athleticism to pull that off was amazing. But come on, man. Yeah, well, that's the, the kind of world that uh, that wrestling is. It suspends, you know, disbelief for a, for a little bit. Um, but... but the at the end of the day, the match ended the way it was supposed to end with Miro 
submitting, and like I said, well, he didn't tap out, but you know, basically beat him by submission, and that's the way it should have ended. And you kind of protect Darby a little bit because he didn't tap, he didn't get pinned, he just passed out. So you protect Darby to an extent, and now after the match, did you see what happened after the match? Well, we talked about it actually earlier Heck today, yeah. but Archer comes out. I think they were running out of TV time. They had to kind of hurry this up. But Archer comes out, and they basically tease Miro and Archer for the, I'm assuming now, the TNT Championship at Double or Nothing, which I am all in for. Um, no pun intended. I'm all in for that. A Miro-Lance Archer match. It has not been made official for Double or Nothing, but they certainly teased it at the end of Dynamite last night. I know you, you're going to be pumped up for that one. Yeah, it's going to be good. But they stole that from WCW, and there's a lot of heat on the internet about how AEW is the new WCW. Mm -hmm. But if you remember, they used to do that on Nitro all the time. Like something would happen at the very end, and you know they'd be talking smack, or they'd even be fighting in the ring. And they're like, we're out of time. We got to go. We got to go. You know, it was kind of one of those things. Yeah, and WCW's had their issues with uh, shows cutting off uh, (laughs) before, so... Um, but yeah, so that was pretty much a dynamite last night. Overall, it's a good show. Still waiting to see. Uh, let me see if I can refresh this. Showbuzzdaily.com is where usually the ratings will come from. But shout out and uh, who is it? What's his name that always Brian Alvarez always posts them on Twitter, but I have not seen him post them yet. So if they do before we are done recording, obviously we'll let you know but let's move on now to the next topic which is the nxt well actually wwe wrestlemania backlash that is this oh, wait, Sunday. I thought you were going to talk about double or nothing oh okay yeah that's true we can't talk about double or nothing so basically how and i felt like we've already talked about it but yes we're gonna run down the run card uh the match card thus far it's starting to take its shape and on may 30th kenny omega Orange Cassidy, Pac, triple threat match for the AEW World Championship there. Also, Hikaru Shida will defend the AEW Women's World Championship against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And then we talked about it. Cody Rhodes is going to take on Anthony Agogo in a singles match. The Casino Battle Royale will take place yet again. One of my personal favorite things, and I, everyone knows, or at least you should know by now, the Royal Rumble is my favorite match of the year in WWE. Actually, it's my favorite match of the year in professional wrestling in general. And the next closest thing to it is the Casino Battle Royal. So I am really looking forward to that. The one thing I think AEW does very well are those Battle Royals. And then Hangman Adam Page will be taking on Brian Cage one-on-one. I think that's going to be another fantastic match. And then I think unofficially we're going to have Lance Archer taking on Miro for the TNT Championship, although that match has not been made official yet. But... Sunday, May 30th, I'm looking forward to Double or Nothing. I think in two weeks, our 100th episode will pretty much be our Double or Nothing preview show. It's going to be a fun weekend because I think that week, Dynamite's going to be on that Friday night because of the NBA playoffs, and they're not going to start until after SmackDown's over at 9 o'clock Central Time. So you have that. They've announced a fan fest for that Saturday in Jacksonville, and then, of course, Sunday night is the show. So it's going to be a... uh, WrestleMania weekend-esque, if you will, in Jacksonville uh, come Memorial Day weekend. I I think any wrestling fan that gets a chance to head out there, it's going to be a really fun weekend. Uh, I would love to go out there for the weekend, but I'll be uh, sitting at home following along as we go. Of course, we're going to do the podcast uh, that Thursday in two weeks from now on uh, May 27th. That'll be our 100th episode, and it'll be our AEW Dynamite preview show, maybe. If we're lucky, we can get Brink and our crews on here to talk about it as well. And hopefully the PW scorecards will be available by then. Um, But since they're having AEW Dynamite on that Friday night because of the NBA playoffs, they may not. A quick question for you before we move on. And Mm -hmm. you said, Adam Page, it reminded me of this. Why did the Dark Order come out and save Sting when he was getting beat up on the um, the end of the match? Are they trying to recruit him and Darby or something? Ah, it's possible. I mean, you know, they're always, you know, they have their own website, jointhedarkorder.com. You know, it's uh, they want everybody to join the Dark Order. So maybe now they're going to try and get on the side of Sting and Darby Allen and try and get them in the group. Hangman's not really in the group, but 
you know, he rolls with them. So maybe they'll have Sting and Darby roll with him too at one point. Who knows? But this Sunday is WrestleMania Backlash. And as we look at the match card for that PW scorecards, uh, those scorecards will be available on Saturday. I think I saw at 1 o'clock Central Time, 2 o'clock Eastern. So if you want to download those scorecards, do that as well. Uh, I actually have an account on the digital website, and I think you can make groups, actually. We might have to make a, like a group and see if you know anybody wants to join our group uh, for that. I, but I, I may fill out a, a scorecard and post it uh, on our social media. Uh, on on Saturday or Sunday, if I remember to do it. I can't guarantee that I'm going to remember to do it, but uh, we'll talk about the show uh, right here, right now. The WWE Championship is going to be on the line. Triple threat match. Bobby Lashley will defend against Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman, so triple threat match there. Bianca Belair is defending the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship against Bayley. Rhea Ripley will defend her Raw Women's Championship against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. The Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode will defend the SmackDown Tag Team titles against Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Have we ever had a father-son combo in WWE be the Tag Team Champions? None are coming to my mind. Can you think of any? No, but Ricky Morton and his son just won a title together. Yeah, I did see that picture, so... Uh, Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio may have a chance to become uh, a uh, a rare thing in the history of pro wrestling. A father-son duo as tag team champions, which, like you said, Ricky Morton and uh, his son just did. But they won. It was, you know, obviously I think an independent promotion or something of the sorts where they won their, their those yeah. tag team titles. But still a cool moment nonetheless. Also happening at WrestleMania Backlash, Roman Reigns will defend the Universal Championship against Cesaro, and Damian Priest will take on The Miz in a Lumberjack match. And I guess I'll tune in and watch it. I have Peacock. I've already paid, you know, for the next, I think, few months when they were running a special before WrestleMania. So I may tune in and watch some of it. It just... WWE hasn't been the same lately. It's uh, since AEW's come around, it's it, it's it's much harder to watch. I try to watch it sometimes, and there are some things I do enjoy. I wish we'd get some more uh, RK Bro on WrestleMania Backlash, but maybe maybe we will, maybe we won't. But they don't have a match as of right now. All right, you don't have any thoughts on uh, WrestleMania Backlash uh, Sunday? No, I. Again, I'm I'm in the boat with you. Uh, WWE does not interest me at all right now. And like I said, I, I'll watch and and there's there's a few things that interest me, but it's like they 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 can catch my attention on certain things, but they can't hold my attention. Not like AEW does. But um, now one thing that does hold my attention is uh, NXT. When I do decide to watch, and I need to start watching more of it. But NXT, their ratings came out earlier this week, and I'm refreshing the Showbuzz Daily site here. Still no Wednesday numbers, but I do have the Tuesday numbers, which is the night AE, um, sorry, NXT airs, and they finished 25th on the night, a .17 in the person's 18 to 49 demographic, and only 697,000 viewers. So that is kind of low for NXT, considering they're not going up against any other wrestling show now. And I'd love to know what's going on with AEW because just two weeks ago I watched some of that show and I thought it, the the portions I did see were very good. Um, and a lot of folks were talking about how NXT kind of, they're starting to get their energy back and they're starting to put on some good shows. So why the numbers are down for this week, you got me on that one. Um, NXT is, you know, arguably the best WWE show, although I feel SmackDown's been doing a pretty decent job as of late. But obviously NXT has been the uh, the consistently most entertaining show probably the last two three years I would say in WWE. Excuse me, but why their mem- uh, their viewership is th- this low? That's uh, ooh, I I don't know I, I don't know what well, they're gonna do about this. Probably because everybody's watching the Young Rock and Keenan. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a big fan of Young Rock, and th- there's a show called Young Keenan. No, no, no. It's right after it. it it's Kenan Thompson from yeah. SNL. He's got a yeah. show. Okay. I knew. Okay. I, 
I didn't realize he had a show, but uh, I, I, I'm an OG Keenan fan. I was watching back in the days of Keenan and Kel yes. and all that on Nickelodeon. So love me some Keenan Thompson. But yeah, NXT's viewership on Tuesday nights. Uh, I don't know. I'll be interested to see what they do to and try to get funny. that viewership up. But And it's funny, NBC and USA owned by the same company, and it's probably NBC programming that's doing them in. Yeah, you, you're probably right. I'd have to go look. Well, let me look and let, let's... I'm just going to look real quick and see what most people were watching on Tuesday night. Okay, cable-wise, a lot of people were watching NBA basketball, Deadliest Catch, Secret Skinwalker, is that Ranch maybe on the History Channel? Oh, uh, yeah. Real Housewives of, of New York City. NBA basketball, that Knicks game got a really good demo, so they kind of took a lot. I think they probably took some fans away from NXT, in my opinion. Uh, catfish these are i'm not naming them all but these are shows that beat wwe in the actual ratings and viewership for the most part maybe not catfish catfish only had four hundred twenty-eight thousand viewers but they had a 0.23 demo rating tucker carlson man that dude draws some viewers 33 million two hundred sixty-six thousand. you ever watch a lot of the old it's a lot of the old people though he got a very strong 50 plus you ever watch that guy no i've never really watched that guy He's extremely entertaining. Extreme, you think? Oh, well, I've heard a lot of people on CNN disagree with that, but uh, <laughs> I bet they would. He has hey, a very, he has a very strong person's fifty plus rating, two point five three demo rating in the fifty plus. So a lot of the old folks, all that's all the old conservatives watching him. Hey, is there any way that they know who's watching like over the air TV, like on NBC? I don't know if it's very specific about that. Oh, yeah, ABC. Yeah, let me. I can pull that. No, up. NBC. Yeah, so for the Young Rock yet? Well, Young Rock was not even. On, he plays on Tuesday nights, huh? Yeah, I think the sea is the season over, or he's not I, on the list here. I don't know. The most watched thing. I watch it on Hulu, like a few days after. This is what played on NBC Tuesday night: The Voice, This Is Us, and New Amsterdam. That's what they have listed, and The Voice got like five point seven million viewers, and, and NCIS be- is the most watched. Uh, thing viewer wise uh, on Tuesday night, and uh, this is us actually got the biggest demo rating. It must be because usually it was the Young Rock, Keenan, and then this is us. So they must be on, I guess, like a break. Yeah, I guess it's over with. But uh, but yeah, NXT twenty fifth overall in the ratings. Patrick, what what's that? I said don't say it's over with. Well, I'm not saying it's over with. I'm just saying the the season's over. I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, the season's over. Like I guess season one's heart, done. You know? I'm not saying the show's over. I mean, I've watched two episodes and it's it's not a bad show. I'm trying to get myself to watch another one, but you know, hey, it's a, it's not a bad show. I, I I enjoy it. I just I guess it's not like the the one thing I go out of my way to watch. You know. But let's move on now to the next topic. Zelina Vega. Uh, today. Wait, no, we're that's the. We could talk about this next, I suppose. Um, so, apparently, Bailey called out the Bella Twins, and did she call them out on the bump, which is WWE's yeah. like social media show? Yep. So she called them out on the bump. If you remember, they had a run in at WrestleMania, and we actually have the clip right here. David, go ahead and play it. Talking about people have kind of blazed the trail. You had, I'll call it an unfortunate interaction with new WWE Hall of Famers, the Bellas. Unfortunately, this happened. Come on. Uh, are you planning at getting back at them anytime soon? What is this? Heck, you Nikki know what? Bella. This is the last time. Okay. Come on, Nikki looked like she really got a, got a good, got good elbow in on Turn it off. Yeah. Turn it off. <laughs> sorry. Guys, come on. Come on. Oh, no, my, sorry, sorry. Oh my goodness. Go ahead. You know how many videos that I had to see after WrestleMania of people adding music to that role? You know how many how embarrassing that was? You hear those fans booing in the crowd? That's right. That's because it was ridiculous. So Bella Twins, this won't be the last time that we see each other because you embarrass me. And on one of the hardest weekends of my life, you embarrassed me and put a little salt in the wound. So I'm not going to forget that. Bella Twins, yeah, I'm calling both of you out. There she goes, calling both of them out. Well, I guess that means we're going to get the Bellas to come out of retirement and 
I'm trying to figure out how they're going to do this. I mean, is she going to face them one on two? Is she going to fight just one of them one on one? I don't know. With Sasha? It's possible, I suppose. Uh, that'd be a nice little reunion there. Sasha is a heel. So, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I'd be okay with that. So maybe at like the, the next pay per view, which will probably be WrestleMania Judgment Day or whatever, um, it'll be, uh, Bailey and I, some partner, Sasha could very well be that partner taking on the Bella Twins, and maybe they'll come out of retirement, or maybe this is a long out drawn thing. Maybe it'll happen at SummerSlam, or maybe they draw it out all the way to WrestleMania. Yeah, they'll draw it out to WrestleMania 38. Who knows? <laughs> Let's see what was next on the list. So, uh, okay, so Zelina Vega, do you have the the, the Zelina Vega graphic because I, I hope you have some kind of graphic of her because that would be nice to look at. No, I I totally tuned out in the pre-show meeting whenever you said Zelina Vega. Apparently, okay. Well, we don't need a, a graphic for this. Uh, well, I, you know, the one time we we actually do need a graphic is would be of Zelina Vega. But hey, uh, just keep talking. I got something for you. All right, all right. So, Fightful Select was reporting that Zelina Vega was spotted at the performance center today and obviously she was let go she was actually let go before the the spring cleaning i think she really wanted to be let go so they let her go and now apparently rumor has it there we go well you 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 are quick to work on that one <laughs> so the lovely zelina vega is apparently going to well we can't confirm but the rumor is that she's going to be having a return to WWE now this is not the first time that WWE lets somebody go, you know, and then bring somebody back. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com, who I think broke that news or broke that rumor, is uh, he tweeted out, WWE brought back crime time after eight months in March of 2008. They rehired Eddie Guerrero under five months after his release in April 2002. They brought back Daniel Bryan after two months in 2010. They also offered Heath Slater a contract three months after he was fired last year. So this is not the first time WWE has necessarily pulled this kind of move where they let someone go and they say, hey, you know what? Come on back. And they think they did the same thing to Drake Maverick last year as well. So Drake Maverick's another one that I just thought of off the top of my head. But, but do, you, do you think when she comes back, is she going to be a wrestler or a valet again? I wouldn't mind seeing her as a wrestler. I think she can... You know, I think she'll certainly bring a little bit of, and she's a very, I find, I think she could be a very popular women's wrestler with the fans. So I think, and she's obviously easy on the eyes. And, you know, Alistair still works there. So it's, uh, it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned, if you bring her back, whether you'd be a wrestler or whether it be a valet, because she's very good on the mic as well. Seeing her coming back, do you think there's a chance Andrade may resign? That's not going to happen. Well, I don't want to say, you know, you never say never in this business. And also, Charlotte still works for the company. But I think Andrade, if they're not going to do anything with him, Andrade's like, no, don't even bother. I think he was tired of sitting on the sidelines. and. Well, maybe if he'd learned some English, maybe he'd get a shot. <laughs> well, hey. Learning another language is very hard. I failed Spanish in, in college. so Apparently not if you buy Babbel. Well, I've never tried Babbel, so I, I can't confirm nor deny if uh, Babbel's very good. But I've heard good things about it. Charlotte, buy this man Babbel, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, next thing on the agenda is Impact Star Moose. And where will he go? His contract ends in June, you said? Yeah. And no signs of him re-signing with Impact as of now, right? Not right now. I think he's going to test the free agent market and the kind of money that people are getting in free agency, he'd be stupid not to. Yeah, you're right about that. So I'm pulling him up right now just to... He's a former football player. Extremely yeah, just to get his accolades here. Now, the only problem is about a year and a half to two years ago, during the Me Too movement, some stuff came out about him mistreating women and being really aggressive with women. So there's that in his background, but apparently that didn't stop him in impact because they sure enough put the strap on him. Yeah, well, let's see. Now, this is what it says on, on Wikipedia about him as far as his personal life. In May of 2009, 
He was arrested for domestic battery in Georgia after he allegedly struck and spat at his wife during an argument over a female friend of his on Facebook, according to a police report. Uh, and that was, you know, a long time ago. Uh, it oh, doesn't say anything about what you just mentioned, but I need to make a T-shirt that says "Wives don't like rats." No, they don't. Um, but some of his accolades—he's a you know—he won the TNA World Heavyweight Championship one time. He's a two-time Impact Grand Champion, and uh, let's see, uh, TNA Joker's Wild 2017. I guess he won that, or that was that a tournament or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Rookie of the Year back in 2015, and he was also ranked number 55 in the top 500 singles wrestlers in the PWI 500 in 2017, which means I guess he hadn't been there since then in the top 500. Jeez. Uh, That's hard to believe because he's really good. Yeah, so... I'll be curious, and you know the fact that he has a pro football background and everything like that, and he, he really does have some accolades here. Um, he was in Ring of Honor, and then he went to you know TNA Wrestling. He's been there ever since, and he's been there for you know a little more than a cup of coffee. So uh, I'll be interested to see if you know I don't know if anybody has any interest in him, if WWE is interested in him, if AEW is interested in him, if you know, and as big of a guy as he is and athletic as he is, you know, hey, maybe a New Japan wouldn't even be a bad idea. He's obviously been a Ring of Honor before. Ring of Honor could certainly use uh, the help from a guy like Moose. So, you, but you put a poll up on Facebook. What, what were the results of that poll? Yeah, we put the poll up on Facebook and Twitter. Give us a follow at the average marks. Uh, so we asked, where do you think Moose is going to sign? AEW? WWE, Impact, or Ring of Honor. Now, Ring of Honor and Impact, they have two really big companies behind them that have a lot of money, but they don't invest a lot into their wrestling side of the biz. Mm-hmm. So I'd imagine that they're not going to throw mad money at a, at this guy. And I think that's what a lot of people were thinking too because in the poll, AEW was the runaway winner. Coming up in second, which is the first loser, WWE. Impact was third, and Ring of Honor was fourth. Nobody wants to see anybody go to Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor is practically dead at this point. You just get lost. Yeah, but and, AEW, and Ring of Honor is also not on national television, but um, AEW yeah, they and are. WWE. They are? What channel are they play on? They're on Stadium. Uh, well, I don't know if I consider that. Well, I mean. Stadium's I, everywhere. I'm about to say I have it on uh on YouTube TV. I don't know if I have it on cable TV though. But uh let's see. On, well we got it's next. on the years. We got what? It's on the antenna. Ah, yes. Um all right, so next up I believe we have rumor mill. Is that next? Yes, we do. So just like Patrick said earlier on in the episode, um now I did miss a day. I forgot. I gotta get into this groove, and it says you gotta Wait six weeks for stuff to become a habit. I hope it doesn't take that long. But each day, Monday through Friday, I'm going to try to post a wrestling rumor section in there, mostly to get us into that YouTube algorithm mm-hmm. uh, so that we can start getting some fans uh, liking some AMP content. But also, I love rumors. And um, so it, we it make sparks a, a conversation. Video. Yes. So go subscribe to us on YouTube to search the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, The Average Marks, it doesn't matter. You'll get to us. And then every day you can get your wrestling rumors fix like this. I'm David Boston from The Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, and these are your wrestling rumors for Thursday, May 13th, 2021. PW Insider notes that AEW called an audible for the finish of Pack versus Orange Cassidy on last night's Dynamite. The match was supposed to end in a time limit draw, leading to a three-way match with Kenny Omega at double or nothing. But Cassidy was legitimately hurt on a powerbomb in the match, so they kept him down and changed the finish. When asked about Keith Lee's current status, Dave Meltzer said he's okay, but obviously he's not being used. Wrestling Observer Live's Brian Alvarez was told that the original finish for Sheamus versus Humberto Carrillo on this week's Raw was for Sheamus to go over, so that's why he was suddenly declared the winner when the match needed to be stopped. On his Living the Gimmick podcast, John Alba indicated that Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas is a potential venue that WWE might use for SummerSlam 2021. Dave Meltzer says it could be Madison Square Garden. And Moose most recently revealed that his contract with Impact Wrestling expires in June, 
No word on what companies are courting the former Impact Heavyweight Champion. That was your Pro Wrestling Rumors for Thursday, May 13th. I'm David Boston from the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Find us on your favorite social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Just search The Average Marks. How'd you like that background music? I love the background music. I was uh, I'm a big fan. I got to say, I was going to ask you, I was like, where'd you get that background music? I like that. Benstown, boy. Benstown. How you, what do you know about Benstown? Mm-hmm. Well, um, so does that cover the rumors? Or <laughs> Yeah, that covers the rumors, man. I, I would so love So we're going to start doing that every week, or we're just going to, for rumor mill, we're just going to play that, That's you want to play that segment? I mean, if you want, that's what you want to do. Hey, that's fine with me. We can. I was just doing it this week to promote it on YouTube. Yeah, it works for me. Uh, but something that uh, I actually just noticed, uh, Brian Alvarez tweeted this out about 19 minutes ago, the results of the viewership from AEW last night. And AEW total viewership, now where did I put it? There it is. AEW, 936,000 fans, and the demo for a person's 18 to 49.31. So numbers are a little down, but they're still not terrible. Um, I wonder what this will do to... You know, the morale of uh, of AEW, you know, they they were kind of riding a wave of momentum. It's and, basketball uh, season, yeah, that is true. Maybe when basketball season's over, it it'll die out. But I'll be also interested to see what their numbers do whenever they're on like Fridays after the the NBA playoffs. But uh, nine hundred thirty one thousand, still nothing to scoff at. But right, you were you know, if you're AEW, you're trying to. You hope to level off at a million and and just kind of build off of that, but nine hundred thirty one thousand, not terrible. Nine hundred thirty six thousand, excuse me, um, not terrible. So, ah, all right, we got a. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. Let me see if I can get this right. There we go. <laughs> Cruz says, "Anyone ever tell David uh, Boston he sounds a lot like the last guy who hosts the show? Uncanny." I know, right? It's uh, it's crazy. It's like almost sometimes I accidentally call him by the the name of the guy that used to used to host this show. But hey, Fabe. Yeah, now we got now we got David Boston in the building. So and and uh, Cruz, I know you're at work. So unfortunately, Cruz will never be able to join us unless we change what times we do the podcast. But oh no, it's all good. Hey, if, if Cruz, if you want to hop in the chat and just provide whatever in the chat, hey, that's good enough for us. No, 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 no. You walk <laughs> over to your boss right now. You leave whatever table you're at. You go walk up to your boss and you tell him the average marks are on sat- Saturday or on Thursdays at 6 p.m. You need Thursdays and Fridays off. That's what you tell that guy. Just let him know. Say so you want that PTO every week. Exactly. And you want it off and you want to get paid. Well, we got anything else, David? No, man. It was a good show. I know everyone is waiting for the return of hashtag new gimmick pending. Because mm. he was hashtag the new guy for the longest time, and yeah. he's he's well beyond you know, the, the new guy. He's, I mean, he's certainly more well-versed in New Japan than I know for, for a fact me and probably even you. So, And uh, he obviously keeps up with AEW as well. What is and, pandemic and this hurricane just ruined everything? Cruz is working on Thursdays now. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's sad. Now uh, our, our PW scorecards are not out till Saturday. And like, what, yeah. What's going on here? We, we returned to some, some uh, madness. I tell you, know you. What? We had those guys on the podcast a while back. We Somebody did. probably go back and find that episode somewhere. And we kicked the crap out of them. I can't did remember we, what did, show did, it was. Did we beat him? I can't. I, so oh, long ago. It wasn't even close. <laughs> we still never beat WrestleCast, though. I think we're like 0-2 against WrestleCast. Yeah, but who cares about that? They're, they're a podcast that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, well, they had... Uh, yeah, because they had took a hiatus right before we did. And uh, they, they're still not... I don't think they're back. We're going to so. have to get Conrad on the show. Yeah, we'll definitely have to... Yeah, we only lost to WrestleCast. That's what Cruz said. So we'll have to get Brink to set that up. Yeah, that'll be uh that'll certainly be a nice little fun reunion if we can get everybody back together. So 
we'll, we'll, we'll definitely put that in the works, and maybe for double or nothing, we can we can see what happens. Who knows? In two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it, Patrick. I think we're out of here, man. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Um, you know, go subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitch. Leave us some comments on our stuff when we share it. Uh, you know, join the conversation. Like uh, Cruz here is joining the conversation in the chat, even though we're not really talking about actually actual wrestling. We're just talking about the past. But uh, you know, whether we talk about the past or whether we talk about the present or the future or whatever it is, we want you guys to join in on the conversation. We want to hear what you guys want to talk about because we'll talk about whatever as long as it is pro wrestling related. And uh, we want to you know touch all the hot topics in pro wrestling. So. We just we're just two average marks that want to have fans with other average wrestling fans out there. So come uh, come on and join us every Thursday six o'clock, and we'll occasionally do these wrestling reaction videos and whatnot. So you know, come join the fun. Come join right. the Amp Crew. And next week, just to reiterate here, big unveil of the brand new sponsor with yes. the show. That's going to include a taste testing. Yep, I'm looking could forward to be, this. Could it be a little bit? Tastes good. Could it be a little bit of the bubbly? Oh man! Could Chris Jericho? The bu- could Chris Jericho be sponsoring the Average Marks now? Could he? We'll find out next week. So come on back next week, six o'clock. Uh, we started a little early this week, so we may start a little early, but I'll, we'll always be here at six o'clock uh, on Thursdays, six o'clock Central Time. That's right, Patrick. Get us out of here. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with David Boston and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of the Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. This has been a Lake Area Media LLC production.